lift off and the clock has started. This is 20 minutes you'll never get back. Oh, it's good to have Graham back, isn't it? <laughs> I, I warned you last week, if nobody sent in any uh, announcer clips, I'd have to go back to Graham. You didn't, so I had to. Anyway, Graham was correct. This is 20 minutes you'll never get back. My name is Doug Prezak, and thank you for tuning in to uh, to this show. I appreciate it as always. I really do. I'm not kidding. I, I do appreciate uh, you taking your time to download this thing and listen to uh, the nonsense I spew out for uh, 20 minutes or so. So uh, let's see what else. Oh, you know, here, here's a dealio. For a while now, at the beginning of each episode, I, I kind of call out different cities or towns that have downloaded this show. Uh, and as always, I, I thank you for listening. But since this podcast is categorized by Apple Podcasts and a lot of others as educational, I figured I'd ramp up my game. So now, besides just a shout out to your city, we're all going to learn a little bit uh, of something about your location. Okay. So I'm now introducing the 20 minutes listener fun time geography lesson. <laughs> I'm still working on the title for the segment. Okay, school's in session. So uh, this uh, week, I want to send a special thanks to the listeners in Rancho Cordova. And here's a little fact about that. For many years, and frankly, as early as 1893, Rancho Cordova was a community called Mills. And that's supposedly because the old grist mills that were close along the river there. Okay. Wilmington, North Carolina. Hello to you for listening. I appreciate it. Wilmington is the home of the EUE Screen Gym Studios. This is the largest domestic television and movie production facility outside of California. So you go uh, North Carolina. And lastly, Amsterdam and North Holland. You know, Amsterdam has all those canals, and it's actually two meters or 6.6 feet for us Americans below sea level. There are uh, 160 canals that total about 100 kilometers or 60 miles in length. So hello to Amsterdam. And that concludes our geography lesson for this week. Don't you just feel enriched? All right, let's get started with this week's podcast. Now, if you go into a store these days, the decorations are all red and green and white. You know, Christmas is everywhere. But if you look closely, you'll probably find a little display somewhere that's orange and brown and yellow, and that's signaling Thanksgiving. I, I feel sorry for Thanksgiving. You know, it's now just shoehorned into a little break in the calendar between the Halloween candy and costume blowout and the massive light-covered trees and wreaths and Santa stuff. And then sometime around now, people start remembering, oh, crap, I got to go shopping for the Thanksgiving dinner stuff, uh, and then we can watch the parade, and then we can all get back to Christmas. Well, I decided that Thanksgiving needs some love, okay? Now, last year, in episode 23, uh, it was titled Pass the Cranberries. We talked about Thanksgiving and how it all came to be, but that was pretty much U.S.-specific. And there's over 60 different countries that listen to this show. So, you know, that was kind of rude to me. And I apologize. Now, since there's so many downloads from different countries, I thought, why not find out how other countries celebrate some kind of Thanksgiving and, and what it's like? So, you know what happened? Do I even have to say it? Uh, but if I don't, then some of you are probably going to be disappointed. So, I did some research so you don't have to. Thanksgivings from around the world. Now, before I get going, let's make one thing perfectly clear, okay? I'll be attempting to pronounce some words and names from a lot of uh, languages. I will no doubt fail miserably. 
So I apologize in advance. Uh, Then you'll say, oh, Doug, it was nice of you to try. Bless your little heart. And then I'll give thanks for your understanding. And there, we just had our Thanksgiving moment. All right, first, we're going to head to Germany for no other reason than it was the first name I wrote down. All right, the image of a Thanksgiving cornucopia, you know, also known as the Horn of Plenty, actually comes from a European pagan tradition where farmers would fill a curved goat horn with fruits, vegetables, and grains as thanks for the bounty provided by the previous season's labor. In modern Germany, however, this idea has found its way into religious culture. Oh, here I go. Erntendankfest. Erntendankfest literally translates to Harvest Thank Festival. It's celebrated with a special church service and a lot of singing. Traditionally, a harvest queen and harvest king are crowned by the community and paraded through the town in a grand procession. Today, Erntendankfest, <laughs> I've totally botched that word. Erntedankfest takes place the first Sunday in October. Now, local communities may sometimes choose to celebrate at uh, any time during the harvest season. Now, unlike the American Thanksgiving, where we stay at home with close friends and family, German communities take their festivities to the streets and to town squares for parades, music, dancing, and of course, some food. Now, Turkey is native to North America, so it's not as common in Germany. So an Erntenankfest meal would most likely have chicken or a goose. Okay, next we're going to shoot back across the Atlantic to Canada. Now, Canadians celebrate Thanksgiving on the second Monday of October, the same day as Columbus Day in the United States. Canadian Thanksgiving is very similar to the American holiday except for the date. In 1957, the Governor General of Canada issued a proclamation of, quote, a day of general thanksgiving to Almighty God for the bountiful harvest with which Canada has been blessed to be observed on the second Monday in October. Otherwise, Canadian and American Thanksgiving share a pretty common set of activities, you know, skipping work for a long weekend or spending time with the family, watching football, and then feasting till you're stuffed. But obviously, Plymouth Pilgrims did land in Canada, so how did the holiday originate there? Well, Americans are often shocked to learn that Canadians believe that they invented the holiday and the Americans are the ones who copied it. (laughs) Always a controversy in this show, isn't there? Canadian Thanksgiving stems from a combination of events dating back to 1578, and that's more than 40 years before the Pilgrims arrived at Plymouth Rock. That's when explorer Martin Frobisher and his crew organized a feast on a frigid fall day in Newfoundland to celebrate his crew sailing through the Northwest Passage. They wanted to express gratitude for their safe return from the Arctic journey. Now, not long after that, French settlers arrived and held feasts with their indigenous neighbors as well. Finally, a number of loyalists moved to Canada during the American Revolution, bringing their Thanksgiving traditions with them, including the turkey and pumpkins. So kudos to you, Canada, for being first. But you know what? We have the Macy's Parade and you don't. Okay, let's keep it moving. Japan also has their version of Thanksgiving. On November 23rd of each year, the Japanese observe Kinro Kansha no Hi, which translates to Labor Thanksgiving Day. 
the Japanese celebrate by hosting labor organization-sponsored events where you're encouraged to reflect on issues that impact your community, such as human rights and the environment. In some communities, young children make arts and crafts as gifts for the local police. Kinro Kansha no Hi. Are you impressed? Next up on the Thanksgiving World Tour is the Netherlands. Now, Americans associate pilgrims with Great Britain, but uh, many were actually Dutch. The holiday celebrates the Dutch who helped settle the American colonies. Around 40% of the adults on the Mayflower actually came from the Netherlands during the first ever Thanksgiving around 1621. To this day, a major Thanksgiving celebration takes place in a Leiden church that the pilgrims frequented. They do this to honor the hardy and idealistic settlers. Now, like the American custom, the Netherlands observes Thanksgiving on the fourth Thursday of November. But instead of a meal, the Dutch attend a non-denominational church service and enjoy coffee and cookies afterwards. Oh, man, you don't get the turkey and the stuffing? That's just sad. There must be some mighty fun coffee and cookies right there. (laughs) Okay, next, off to France we go. Wait, what? Well, unlike Americans, French people don't celebrate Thanksgiving. In fact, the only thing most French people know about Thanksgiving is that it's a day where Americans eat turkey. Now, this may sound surprising, but it's actually logical if you consider the history of Thanksgiving. So how come the French don't celebrate Thanksgiving? Well, according to FrenchTogether.com, and everybody listening in France, don't blame me, I got this from FrenchTogether.com, settlers in America quickly faced a problem when their food supplies were getting smaller and smaller, so they planted crops, and when they got their harvest, they gave thanks. Well, considering the origin of Thanksgiving, its absence in France makes complete sense. There was plenty of food, and there was no need for a thanks for the harvest. That's why there's no special way to say Thanksgiving in French. They just use the English word. Now, good luck Good luck if you live in France and would like to celebrate Thanksgiving. Not only are you not given a day off, you will also have a hard time finding all the food you need to prepare a proper Thanksgiving. Oh, well. Bonsoir. All right. It's break time. But when we come back, we'll have a couple more ways different countries celebrate Thanksgiving and some unique menu offerings you might want to put at your turkey table. Don't go away. Picture of a turkey dinner about to be served. From this calm, clean kitchen? Yes, out of the refrigerator, 20 minutes ago, came Swanson frozen main courses. Now here in the oven, the individual main courses are almost done. Yes, time's up. Go call Daddy. Tell him time to eat. Generous servings of tender turkey with gravy, savory dressing, fluffy mashed potatoes, wholesome, delicious, like home cooking. Picture of a dinner being enjoyed. Picture of a wife who pleased her family. Picture of the way to do it. You can even give everyone his favorite with no extra work. They're the oven-quick foods that taste home-cooked. Swanson frozen main courses. Yeah, go tell Daddy it's time for that frozen turkey TV, TV dinner. Oh, man. All righty, back on the world tour. This time it's Brazil. They do, in fact, celebrate Thanksgiving in Brazil. Uh, it started when a Brazilian ambassador returned from a November trip to the United States in the 1940s. He brought back with him the tradition of an American Thanksgiving. 
Like many other Thanksgivings around the world, a Brazilian Thanksgiving begins with a church service and then turns into a carnival-like celebration with a gigantic party in the streets. <laughs> I say, name something in Brazil that doesn't end up with a gigantic party in the streets. Okay, off to Switzerland. The Swiss have the Swiss Federal Day of Thanksgiving, Repentance, and Prayer. And that takes place on the third Sunday of every September. The whole thing came about due to problems that arose during the Middle Ages, you know, war, famine, disease. During the tough times, the authorities would often impose fasting on the populations, the young, the old, the rich, the poor, like everybody. And it wasn't until 1832 that the... I'm going to say this wrong. The June Federal, June Federal oh, became an official day of Thanksgiving throughout Switzerland. Nowadays, June Federal has lost much of its religious tones, as you might expect, and the tradition of fasting has gone out the window, and it's simply now considered a national holiday and an excuse to head off to the mountains or spend some time with the family. And in Geneva, the tradition is to eat plum pie. And for our last stop, we're going to head down under to Australia. I know, I know you're saying, hey, Doug, you moron, there's a lot more countries. A, that's not very nice. And B, I only have 20 minutes. Uh, I'll get to the other countries in season two. I promise, okay? Australians don't celebrate American Thanksgiving, but instead they celebrate Australia's National Day of Thanks on the last Saturday of May. Australia's National Day of Thanks is a special day when Australians remember their country and give thanks to God and thank each other for the good things they bring to each other that make people's lives truly worth living. So how is Thanksgiving Day in Australia celebrated? Well, it's entirely up to each Australian, whether it's celebrated in a church or at home or in the community. Besides the spiritual element, this festival is also a great occasion for friends and family to gather around the table with traditional dishes like mm -hmm, turkey, cranberry sauce, pumpkin pie, corn, and wine. But it's not an American Thanksgiving. Okay, What I didn't hear mentioned was that green bean casserole that everybody has. Speaking of French cut green bean casseroles, how about some other dishes for your Thanksgiving table. <laughs> that was an awesome segue, wasn't it? I got out of world Thanksgivings right to your dinner dinner table. Good segue, Doug. Good job. All right. You'll probably have turkey and mashed potatoes and stuffing and cranberry sauce, just like we're going to have here in the old 20 Minutes household. But here are some suggestions to maybe spice up your table a little bit. Now, some of you may think these things sound great. I say, what's wrong with you? <laughs> That's just me. Now, I'm not going to give you the recipes, okay? These are just suggestions. Uh, as for the recipes themselves, well, that's what Google's for. And we're going to start here. How about some oyster kimchi stuffing? <laughs> it's an exciting take on stuffing, all right? A red-hot stuffing recipe featuring oysters and kimchi. If you're ready to break out of the traditional stuffing lane, then this one may be for you. Mm -mm. How about some slow cooker corn pudding? <laughs> I like corn, especially on the Thanksgiving table. However, this recipe combines sweet corn, sour cream, cream cheese, cheddar cheese, and more. I like corn. I like pudding. I do not like them combined. It's just not right. All right. How about this one? 
It's bourbon sweet potato casserole with bacon and pecans. <laughs> it sounds like this could be a little mainstream. Now, I'm not a fan of sweet potatoes. In fact, I'm not a fan of any cooked orange food, but that's besides the point. I'm also not a fan of pecans. So on the surface, this sounds like a swing and a miss. However, bourbon and bacon, yeah, sold. I will be looking up that recipe. Uh, now, this next dish, <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. This next dish is called Cranberry Surprise. It's a holiday side dish, and I'm quoting here, blends the tartness of cranberries with the delicate creaminess of mayonnaise <laughs> with an extra dollop of mayonnaise on top to provide, quote, the final distinctive flavor garnish. <laughs> That's the surprise, all right. <laughs> God. Now, if, if you make this and you really like it, I apologize for laughing. <laughs> but seriously, a big dollop of mayonnaise on top of something? <laughs> oh, God. And I got one better for you, okay? <laughs> These are all legitimate, by the way, okay? I'm not making this stuff up. Uh, next, we have cranberry fish souffle. <laughs> <laughs> We're sticking with the cranberry theme here. Uh, uh, it's a gem, I'm tell you. According to the recipe, it's not exactly a souffle. It's a fish salad gelatin dish. <laughs> Have I lost anybody yet? You mix the cranberries with your favorite fish, you know, tuna, salmon, whatever. Oh, my God. And some jello gelatin. Uh, this will look best if you put it in one of those fish molds. <laughs> Just don't invite me over for dinner, okay? <laughs> Cranberry fish souffle. Oh, my God. Now, if you're searching for an alternative to turkey, here's one for you. It's called Spam Birds. <laughs> yeah, you heard that right, Spam Birds. Now, I'll admit it. <laughs> I don't mind Spam, but even I know it's not an ingredient you want to use in the holidays. Some of you probably think ever, but if you only find yourself with a box of stuffing and a can of Spam... <laughs> Then here's your recipe. You slice a Spam, you put some stuffing on it, and you roll it up and secure with toothpicks. Done. There's your Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> now, who doesn't like a good soup on the Thanksgiving dinner table? Well, me for one. But if you want to add some spice to your dinner, try the Taco Bell soup. Yes, Taco Bell wants you to make a bisque and serve it at your Thanksgiving meal. How, you may ask? Well, you simply drop <laughs> Taco Bell rolled chicken tacos into a broth that includes garlic, onion, heavy whipping cream, and cilantro. Then you blend it all up, and voila, you've made something morally questionable. <laughs> and lastly, it's dessert time. Now, uh, have you ever done this? You want a piece of pie after you stuffed yourself with turkey and all that mayo cranberry surprise crap. But there's usually a couple or maybe three different pies. And you don't want to be, you know, feel guilty about eating a slice of each or being a gigantic pig. Well, enter the Chirpumple. <laughs> you heard me, the Chirpumple. It combines three of the most widely baked Thanksgiving pies into one cake. A cherry pie, a pumpkin pie, and an apple pie, all baked into one ginormous cake. Now, each pie is baked into a cake. And those are stacked on top of each other and then frosted all together into one gigantic diabetes-inducing dessert. 
If you've ever mastered the turducken, then this probably is just up your alley. The original creator of the Churpumple no longer has a recipe uh, page up, but you can pretty much figure it out. <laughs> Any pie recipe and some cake batter, that'll do the trick for you. And with that, we're going to bring this episode to a close. Thank God. Now I know you all have been busily taking notes so you can make your uh, grocery shopping list. <laughs> but before you head off to the grocery store, let's recap with what we learned. Well, we learned that we here in America think we started Thanksgiving, but Canada has something to say about that. We learned that the Dutch idea of Thanksgiving feast is cookies and coffee. <laughs> oh, man. And we learned that besides turkey, there's some new Thanksgiving staples in town. Canned Spam cranberries and mayo and of course fish gelatin salad Yum. <laughs> oh my god i'm so sorry that will do i'll talk to you next time on 20 minutes you'll never get back bye-bye Hi, it's me again, Doug. I want to take up a couple more seconds of your time just to remind you, if you want to stay informed of when uh, the next podcast is posted, all you need to do is sign up at uh, on that Instagram machine. It's at uh, 20MYNGB, 20MYNGB, and that means 20 minutes you'll never get back. Uh, if you sign up there, you'll uh, always see when the next podcast is uploaded. And if you want to leave some comments, by all means, please do go to the uh, website at 20minutespodcast.com. So it's 20minutespodcast.com. And uh, you can uh, leave your comments there. It also tells you how you can be an announcer for the show. So take take a look at those two things if you'd like and stay informed. And I'll, as always, thank you very much for listening to uh, 20 Minutes. You'll never get back. Bye-bye. <laughs>